Are you not entertained? Thoughts by DeVille Dia, the podcast. Are you ready to get into the mind of DeVille Dia? Yeah. Are you ready to dive into the thoughts of DeVille Dia? Yeah. Let's do this without further ado. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Thoughts by DeVille Dia. And um, it's Saturday while I'm recording this, so this is going to be, of course, another episode of Growing Up DeVille. Now, first and foremost, I want to apologize in advance for any background uh, noise that you may hear, because I live across the street, directly across the street from uh, the mayor of the city that I live in, and... So he's throwing a block party today. So there's helicopters flying around. There's freaking traffic all up and down my street. So there's no telling what you might hear. And I am not going to go through the time it will take for me to go in and try to remove all of that noise from the recording. So if that bothers you, all right. Now, I was kind of conflicted about this episode because it, it contains violent stories and, um, but then I thought about it and I said, man, I'm telling my life story here. So how can I, how can I uh, uh, um, leave out those intricate parts of my life that helped develop me into the guy that I am today? So just a disclaimer, no, I am not condoning violence, especially violence amongst children and teenagers. But hey, this is a part of my life. This is the way I grew up. This is what part of what molded me. So today's episode, DeVille Got Hands. We're going to talk about the early parts of my life where I discovered I had hands. So background, uh, growing up in South Georgia in the 90s, I can't speak for it now. It's been years since I've been down there. But growing up in South Georgia, fighting was kind of like a rite of passage. You really weren't legit. Until you had threw your hands a couple of times. You know. Of course there were kids. There were guys who didn't fight. Who You know they might have been. Because you have the guys who they were into basketball. Since they were little. Or football or whatever. And that was just. That was their persona. That was their image. You know their basketball player. Their football player. But for you, the regular smuggler guy. The guy who was kind of had a foot in the streets at the time. At some point, you had to throw those hands. They even called the high school I went to gladiator school at one point. You was going to have to throw them hands. Now, <clears throat> DeVille, young DeVille didn't have much experience throwing them hands. As I told you in my story, uh, the first time I was called nigger, uh, that was that was the, that was was pretty much like the first fight I had been in. And I hadn't been in too many. I hadn't been in too many since that point. I did one time, me and my best friend, we got into a little fisticuffs over the Ninja Turtles, um, Super Ni- I believe it was Super Nintendo. It may have been Nintendo, but either way, it was over a video game. Uh, he was playing a game, and I was tired of, I was tired of, of, of watching him play. He was at my house. Him and my nephew were playing, and I just got tired of, you know, I wasn't, I was in the games, but I wasn't into that game. So he was over my house, and it wasn't often that he came over, even though we lived, only lived a couple of streets away from each other. So I got tired of him playing the game, and I just walked up and turned it off. 
<laughs> and so we got into a little lightweight scuffle. But that and uh, the previous one when I was called the N-word the first time, those were the only fights I had been in. So going into middle school, there was this guy. There was this guy who he kind of was like bordered between being the 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 cool kids and the outcasts of the of the uh of our class you know i believe that if he had have been if he had have dressed better i think he would have been classified in the cool kids people didn't um accept him because you know he wasn't i guess his family wasn't you know too financially secure so he just had a um not to hold any punches not gonna hold any punches uh he was he was one of those kids who just kind of he had a rough look to him. He had a rough look to him. And, you know, at that age, how you dress and whether or not you have a haircut, those type of things meant a lot to us as kids. And we, we can't deny that. So he wasn't able to keep up himself very well. So I think that is why he was kind of pushed over to the side of his outcast. But I was not really one of the cool kids either. I kind of borderlined between the cool kids and the smart kids, you know, because I was, I was smart. But at the same time, you know, I had my little swag together at this point. You know, I did. I, I knew people, people, you know, I had moved into this neighborhood. And a lot of the kids in this neighborhood were part of that cool clique of kids in school. So it was kind of like my reputation was building at this time. So either way, I digress. We was at uh, PE. We go to PE one day. And for whatever reason, this guy, he comes over and he's hanging out uh, with men and the guys I kind of hang around with. You know, because P.E. on this day was kind of like a free time. Like, we were supposed to be playing basketball, but everybody didn't really want to play basketball. So, it's just kind of like just be in the gym and do what you do. And you can, you know, like a free pass for class that day. Either you're playing ball or you just, you know, hanging out. So, for whatever reason, this guy comes over there and he's talking he's playing around and he's being goofy and out of nowhere slaps me slaps the shit out of me too man i was like what the hell but he's laughing so i know he's playing but at the same time it hurts so i was aggravated and then you know what uh that fragile male ego in that early age and that testosterone pretty is hitting hard and people saw it and people was like oh man he just slapped your boy so he's laughing and joking about it so I, I was willing to brush it off at the same time i was mad though so i was like look if you if you put your hands on me again we're gonna go so we we, we kind of he kind of laughs it off and we get back to doing what we're doing and a few minutes later slaps me again doesn't slap me as hard as he slapped me the first time though so I'm on go now, I, and I'm trying, I'm trying to fight the kid, but he's kind of like running from me, and laughing, he's backpedaling and laughing, so I can't get to him, the coach sees it, the coach says, hey, if you guys keep goofing off, I'm sending you to the principal's office, and I'm like, bro, this guy, this, he, I'm not playing, he slapped me, and the uh, the coach is like, what, well, you guys chill out, or I'm sending you to the principal's office, so I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, DeVille snitched. I did snitch. Because I was setting the, the tone for the situation. It's like, you have to understand, as you being the adult in control of all of us right now, 
that this is not a game what we got going on. This guy just slapped me. And I had one of those mothers who was always like, you know, people can say whatever they want to to you, but never under any circumstance do you let anybody put their hands on you. They put their hands on you, you light that ass up. So that's the mind frame my man at this time. This man has put his hands on me twice. We're going to have to go. So I tell him, look, we get back to that locker room. We're going to go. And he's still playing around. He's still goofing around. And a little while later, slaps me again. This At this time, I've already got my mind made up. So I'm not even, that slap might as well not even had counted because he, he was getting ready to get it either way. So we finish up class and, you know, we start to, um, we start to head back to the, to the locker room and I'm, I'm out front. As soon as the whistle blows and it's like, go chain, I take off to the locker room. Cause like I said, I'm already on go. I'm headed to the locker room. I'm going to the locker room to handle business. I want to be back there first. As soon as he walks in, I want to be back there. So I go back to the, uh, I go back to the locker room. I'm at my locker and I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what see what this guy's gonna walk in. And he walks in, and <laughs> he walks in, and there's it's just like it's probably like three, four people in the locker room at this time, because I got there first. And he walks in with my friend and a couple more guys who had we had been uh, goofing around with that I had been goofing around with during a uh, PE class. So we're first in there. He looks at me. He's like, "Yo, what's up?" He said you was going to kick my ass. What you, what's up? What's up? What you going to do? Hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> Why did he do that? So I'm going to tell you what happens after this commercial break. Make sure that y'all go over to Amazon and check out Beyonders uh, Volume 1 Genesis. Available on Amazon. Great book. Great read. As soon as I'm done recording this, I'm going to dive into that book before I get to plan some, uh, getting my gaming on. That's my plan for this weekend, matter of fact. Play the game, play some games, and read uh, Beyonders Volume 1 Genesis. Make sure y'all check that out, my boys and girls. So the guy's standing there in front of me, waving his hands around. What's up? What's up? What's up? And then, bam! I hit him. Yeah, I hit him. Look. At the point where some of y'all may say that was a dirty move, but at the, we had already established that there was a beef. At the point where somebody established with you that we have a problem and that there will be an altercation, you should be protecting yourself. Protect yourself at all times. His hand should have been up. He shouldn't have walked into me with his guard down. So I hit him. Boom. Now the plan was to hit him and knock him out. But DeVille had no uh, real fighting experience at this time. So I didn't realize that it didn't really work that way. Like in the movies, in the movies when Van Damme hit somebody, they went down. In the movies when Bruce Lee hit somebody, they fell down. When I hit Buddy, he came at me. So I'm now I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> this is a real fight. So he comes at me, and he's trying. he's grabbing at my hands. He's trying to hold my hands so that he can grab me. But then... He let my hands go, and he goes to, to grab me. He goes to grab me. And I just start throwing punches. Boom, 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 boom. I'm hit, I'm tearing his chest and his head up. But what young DeVille was not conscious of his surroundings and did not take into mind that there was lockers behind me. So I hit the lockers. Boom. Now I'm stuck. There's nowhere I can go. 
and that and he starts throwing body shots. He's hitting me in the stomach and I'm hitting him in the face. And he's not going down. And I just don't understand why. So now he backs up he backs up a little bit. And the fight is pretty much over at this point. But then the crowd comes in. The rest of the guys are coming into the locker room and they see in this scuffle and they're like, Oh, they're fighting. So you know everybody rushes in. Ah, you know what I mean? Now we're it's, we're in the gladiators ring. Now it's it's it, it it can't be over anymore. So he comes at me again, grabs me, boom, hits me up against the lockers, but his head is sticking up. So I'm wearing out that head. Bing 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 bing. It's like I'm it's like I'm scanning groceries on this guy. Bing 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 bing. Two hand scan. Bing 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 bing. But he's not going down. And I'm not getting it. Every, look, every movie that I ever seen, when the good guy hits people, they fall. And I thought I was a good guy in this fight. And I'm hitting him. Bing, 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 bing. The guy's not going down. So, <laughs> at this point, you know, this is all. At this point, the, the, the coach, the same coach that I had told he slapped me, is walking past the locker room. He sees us. And he's like, hey, didn't I tell you guys, hey, hey, didn't I tell you guys? If y'all didn't knock it out, you're going to the premises office. Well, it's too late. And I'm like, so at this point, I don't care anymore because I told, I did my due diligence. I alerted you that I was being uh, harassed and bullied, and you did nothing about it. Parents, teachers, gym coaches, if a child comes to you and tell you that somebody is physically assaulting them, I feel like it is your duty to intervene. Separate those kids. Send somebody to the office. Send somebody to the other side of the gym. Do something to separate them. I feel that is your responsibility as the adult in charge of my safety and well-being. But that's neither here nor there. So we go to the principal's office. We sit down. And they're asking, you know, what, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, he slapped me. He's like, what do you mean he slapped me? I was like, he slapped me like three times. Well, why didn't you say something? I said, I did. I told the coach that he slapped me. And he didn't. All he said was, if you don't knock it off, if you guys don't quit playing, I'm sending you to the office. And then he didn't do anything about it. So I defended myself. Now, in reality, thinking back as an adult, I was not defending myself. If I had went at him at the point where he slapped me, that would have been self-defense. But I was the aggressor at the point where we went to the locker rooms. But, hey, I feel like he deserved to get his ass kicked. He slapped me like three times. So, coach is like, no, I mean, the principal, vice principal, is this big Elvis-looking dude. I'm talking, when I say he looks like Elvis, he really looks like Elvis. He has the Elvis hairdo. He's just a big guy. Not fat, but just a, but like a big, like a buff kind of guy. And he's got pictures of Elvis all in his office. It was legendary. It was like everybody knew, everybody who had ever gotten in trouble would talk about how he has all this Elvis stuff in the, in his office and how he was obsessed with Elvis. And the second thing they were talking about is how good he was at paddling. Yes, at this time, uh, school, school authorities were still able to paddle children. So he comes up to us with, a, with options. We have options, okay? Option number one is 
Option number one is you can get this paddle. I think it was like three licks and you go back to class, it's over with. Option number two, you can be suspended for three days. Now, as a teenager, we're in like eighth grade, so we're like 13, 14 years old, somewhere in that range. We're given the decision to be physically hit by a grown man. You're allowed to make this decision. You can let me physically hit you or you can be suspended. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to suspension. And he's like, well, you're going to go to suspension instead of uh, giving, instead of giving, getting these licks. And I was like, yeah, you're not, I'm not going to let you hit me. I'll just go home. So he gives me my little paper saying that I'm suspended. And I go home. Well, I go, you, the suspension didn't start right then. The suspension started the next day. So I had three days of suspension. I go home and, you know, I have to give my mother this piece of paper that says, I'm suspended. I can't go to school tomorrow because my mother worked nights. So it was the next morning when I should have been going to school when I gave her the paper that says I'm suspended. She asked me, of course, why are you suspended? And I told her the story. You know, the guy slapped me, told the coach. Coach didn't do nothing. He slapped me a couple more times. I fought him, got in trouble, got suspended. So my mom was like, nope. She wasn't going for that. So she took me, she had me get dressed get my stuff and go right we went right up to the school went and sat down with the uh, vice principal and she she's like um do you, basically asked him do you know what happened she's like I, I can't i don't remember the whole situation you know can you just refresh my memory da, da, da. so i tell him tell the whole story again the guy slapped me told the coach coach didn't do nothing got slapped me a couple more times we fought i got suspended so my mom like says the same thing I'm saying now. Like, how is he in trouble if the if the kid is slapping him? How is he in trouble and he gonna get suspended because he oh uh, he fought back? So now, in all honesty, I do firmly and fully believe that if I had not been the aggressor in the locker room, I probably would have got slapped again. So I kind of was defending myself when I when you really think about it. Because I was determined I was not getting slapped anymore. This was going to end today. Because when you deal with people that are bullies, bullies never, bullies really don't want to fight. A bully wants to uh, go against somebody that they can hit and punch at their leisure and they're not going to do anything about it. A bully really doesn't want to throw hands. And I knew that at an early age. So I was like, I'm going to throw hands with this dude and he's going to know that you just don't put your hands on me. So my mom's like, I don't understand this. And I'm I'm not going for it. So he's like, well, okay, I understand. But being that he did fight, there has to be some sort of punishment. So the arrangement that they came to was that I would go into in-school suspension for three days versus being uh, suspended from school. So in-school suspension, they sent you down to this trailer with these cubicles. And you basically went to the, that trailer and you stayed there all day and um you stayed there all day and did your homework and wrote what we used to call pages you know you have to write i will not do whatever whatever so many times basically fill up those page five pages worth of that or you might have to write five pages out of the textbook and it depends on who assigns you the pages how the pages were tallied 
it could be that front and back was considered one page and then some people would give you front front was a page back was a page it was all dependent on that what being in in school suspensions where i met one of my best friends for life and we're still friends to this day and next week i'll tell you about that story thank y'all for tuning in to deville di thoughts by deville di growing up deville i hope you enjoyed this story and i hope that you come back next week where we're going to talk about deville and iss that's in school suspension i'm out of here man peace